Well, good morning, afternoon, and evening, folks. My name's Alon. And my name is Aura. This is the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. Our Facebook page is slash Chatterbox Video Game Radio, and we talk about video games. Now, you have a lot on your list of things to discuss. You know, I told you that. Yeah. And it's now you're not... looking through and deciding it's not as not as thick as you thought. Well, no, well, here's the interesting thing: is that there, I don't have a lot of topics, but we've got some very meaty topics. Today. Should I start by telling you what arrived in the mail for me today? Um, it's a continuing theme here on Chatterbox. I'm guessing that it has something to do with Killer Instinct. It is my first earned pin from Killer Instinct, pin Ultimate Edition. Now, I'm going to be really curious. I should have brought it in for you. To see if um, you're going to be announcing these uh, just as exuberantly as they come in. Well, no, the first one's special. Did I? So, did I talk about the. No, I didn't. I don't think I told you yes, about earning my, the second my answer's one, yes. No matter to what. any question that has to do with killers. All right. Well, I'm fine. I won't, I won't talk about it. I, Wait, there's only one thing, though. Maybe you don't know this about Killer Instinct. <laughs> what? The they've been the developer has been acquired. I did know that, and what I read was that all of the IP went with it by ex- Amazon. Yeah, it went. Yeah, all of their IP and stuff went, except then I read that Microsoft is keeping Killer Instinct. Not like I didn't read an article that was saying contrary to what was previously discussed. It was more just like they Amazon bought Double Helix and all of their IP. Right. But I think Killer Instinct and Strider weren't Double Helix's IP, so it's not going with them. Like, Whose IP is it's it? It's Rare, and Microsoft owns Rare. Oh, it's still under their... I mean, I assume it is, because they bought Rare, and that's how they got Killer Instinct in the first place. Okay, that's making sense. Otherwise, you'd expect it to be out of Nintendo stuff. That's so, making a lot of sense. So I was I was confused, thinking that it would just continue to Amazon, but then realized, no, it's going to stay with Microsoft. But they have to like bring in a new team to do it. So now I'm really worried about what's going to happen like not just for penultimate edition which is there's a lot of potential that that's going to go down the tubes as if it could go any further but um that's right it's going to be someone else yet again whatever happens yes someone else is going to be building the game now this is weird because they're running it basically like a service so do you even know what's going to happen well no nobody does there's speculation but like it's it's been referred to as season one which which has the implicit implication. That's great. I'm, I'm so thrilled we have this nomenclature yeah. for games now. So so the implication is that there would be season two, although no discussion about what that means. Because right. like, like version, like that wasn't an adequate word. Yeah, right. So we just have to pretend like we're suddenly TV shows. So, I mean, part of it is that they, they release like every week new challenges, which give you killer points or KP or whatever, right? Which help you buy stuff in the in-game store. Not through microtransactions, but just through their points system. Um, so I'm guessing that's what the seasons are, is to give more challenges. But some people are like, oh, there'll be more characters or, or whatever. That's the thought process. Anyway. More things to buy, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I couldn't care less if the challenges disappear. That doesn't matter. As long as they continue what was previously promised. Um, and since all of the characters, I assume, are done. Like, Fulgore hasn't been released, but he's supposed to be like later this month or next month or something. Anyway, I got my pin. It's awesome. I'm happy. <clears throat> Wonderful. So, there's Flappy Bird to talk about. Oh, my God. All right. Let's just start with that. Do you, do you want to? Yeah. I, did, I didn't mean to necessarily roll into that. No, it's good. It's probably We could have most... talked about this last week. It, mm. I mean, it wasn't. it's not news all of a sudden. No, it isn't. But it's um, there's some recent developments that I don't think happened since last yeah. week. So, so, let me preface it for those who don't know. There's a game. It's super simple. It's super hard. Its graphics are somewhat reminiscent of Mario, according to people who have decided it. It has pipes. Yeah, it has pipes that look very much like Mario and whatever. Backgrounds kind of. But to be honest, lots of games that just didn't make number one in the App Store have looked like Mario. I think it's just that it's gotten so much attention that people made a big deal of it. Well, the funny part is that it seems that Kotaku specifically criticized it for lifting from Super Mario Brothers and then... Somebody displayed a picture that was an actual pixel-for-pixel pixel comparison, and you can see, okay, well, they're green pipes, but actually all the pixels are different, and it's differently shaded. So, uh, And I'm just like... Yeah, they're, they're very similar, but that's not... The gameplay is very different from anything 
well, no, it's not <laughs> not any. I was going to say very di- different than Mario stuff. Although yeah. now that I think about it, Super Mario World flying with the cape isn't that much different than Flappy Bird. I guess. Okay, so th- there's a couple other things uh, I want to tell everyone about. Um, the The name of the guy who made the game is Dong Nguyen. Yeah, sometimes referred to it or pronounced it Win. All I see I is Nguyen. Okay, and. It's it's I guess he put it out on Android and iOS and it actually came out in 2013. <clears throat> to uh, and it's just look. Yeah, it came out a long time ago, but all of a sudden in the last two weeks it hit number one. It's a pedestrian <laughs> account. It's, it's a pedestrian game by all accounts, including the maker's own account. Yeah, he even says it's very simple. But you know what? He had two other games in the top ten at the same time. Yeah. So something happened, and it seems like nobody knows exactly what. And this game just blew up into the top of the charts. And, of course, by association, this guy's other games blew up onto the top of the charts. And there's it. the rise was so meteoric that many people speculated at that point that there was just some kind of newfangled technique of getting this game up into the charts artificially. Because we know that that stuff happens a lot. Yeah, I mean, I I assume you could do something, create a bunch of iTunes accounts. And no, no, no. no. There's oh, there's all there's myriad of ways. Uh, the depth of which uh, I don't even uh, fully appreciate. But, um, I mean, if you're not aware, it's been known for quite a while that there's actually companies and services that if you pay them, let's say like uh, several thousand dollars, they will say, okay, yeah, we'll get you in the top twenty-five. Really? Yeah, pay us money, we'll get you in the top twenty-five. Yeah, but they could be doing that through legitimate marketing, or they could be doing it by having bots that all download the the software. And the right, and it's by bots. Yeah, is what they're doing. Okay. Um, but man, okay. So I mean, the key thing here is that look, the game may took about two or three days to make. All of this commotion has been so intense that the developer finally actually just pulled it from the store much to everybody's surprise and um, mystification. And he's like, I can't take... He tweeted, he tweeted this. He's basically like, I can't take this anymore. I'm taking the game down. Just leave me alone. He just sounds like a guy who wants to be left alone in Vietnam. He lives in Vietnam. But even at the same time, as he's publicly saying this, people are speculating, oh, this is such a genius marketing tactic and or, or or this must be some kind of strange new variety of marketing tactic we just know that it's and there's just so much mystery going on in this thing it's so bizarre and i'm just even worried i don't know i just here's here's my advice to anyone who might be in a situation like this of uh, meaning i don't think anyone else of, will be but go no, ahead. But a situation of heavy criticism over the internet do, do you think that's it though i don't think that's it yeah he's like Listen, if he didn't have email or reviews to read or whatever, he would have no problem. He's like, great, it's selling really well, making a bunch of money. It's only because people are criticizing him and he's reading those things. I'd be like, I'm going to take my 50 grand a day and head off to another country with like orange juice and pina coladas and just chill out and let that money just rake itself in. Okay, here's the other thing. And then he wouldn't worry about it because he's reading what people say. Here's the other thing is that I don't even believe that it has been established that he'd actually been raking in 50 grand a day because the, That's way, a good point. Yeah. the way that that number was um, reported was that The Verge reported that the ad revenue from his games must be pulling down 50K a day. Now, I read that he, he told people that he was making a, about or on average $50,000. Now, that's... Interesting and even more mysterious because he also tweeted that he doesn't uh, sell his games and he phrased it in a way to imply that he doesn't actually make money from them. No, no. What he meant there, people, when he said he was going to take them down, take the game down, yeah. people said, we'll, we'll pay you for the game. Oh, and he's like, it's not for sale. Yeah. Oh, so he okay. means like the IP or the code or whatever. So then I'm even more mystified because it's very easy to not look at your emails. That's my point. Yeah. But I mean... You know, and a diff- fifty grand a day. That's 
Who really knows if that's true? But that has okay. I think that was him, said once from somewhere, and everyone else has repeated okay, that to the point that it's become fact. Well, let's give him benefit of the doubt. Let's assume it's twenty-five. No, let's give him even more doubt. Let's just say it's only five thousand dollars a day, dude. Five hundred dollars a day would make me happy. But anyway, yeah, he's. You know, I assume he's someone who cares a little bit about making games, but it's weird because he makes really simple things. Um, but now he's going and, and like hiding under a rock or whatever. And it's just strange. But what bugs me even more is I asked you if you'd played it. Yep. And you haven't. I did because as soon as I read about this, I was not, like, well, not I only, to give it a shot. No, no, I have to clarify this. Not only did I say I haven't played it, but I also said I have – there's no reason for me to actually play it. Yeah. Okay. So I think there is some value in seeing it so I could discuss it. But – um, so, so we have to go back to the fact that this was number one in the, in the free app store, right? For at least iOS and I think Google as well. After months <laughs> of being like number a million. Yeah, yeah, sure. So somehow it gets up to number one. And now, of course, it's going to be number one because everyone's talking about it. And then he pulls it. Including us. He pulls it from the store. And I believe today is the first day it's actually been removed. And so I go to look at the top charts. And the number one game, not made by him. I mean, it is the number one game, which is not made by him, is called Fly Birdie hyphen Flappy Bird Flyer. And by wait, the way, wait, 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 I have um, Flappy Bird dash Fly Bunny. Is that on the that's on the Google that's store? That's a different one. Go ahead. What's your other one? So, so this is Fly Birdie Flappy Bird Flyer, okay. which is clearly a ripoff, but they don't even put screenshots in the in the app store. They just put a loading screen, and that's the only screenshot you can see. Yeah. So I don't even know what the game looks like. Number three on the list is Flappy Bee, okay. like, like a buzzing bee. Okay. I don't have Flappy <clears throat> Bee. Uh, I also have um, uh, Angry – no, Flappy Angry Bird. Okay, go ahead. Interesting. Um, so number one and number three, clearly ripoffs. And you're pulling these from the Android store? Um, these are just, just... – um, I just have a list of clones that okay. are fun. So All maybe right. – so uh, the next uh, 45 minutes of the show will consist of reading the names of the remainder of the clones. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be right back to do that. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. All right, we're back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Show, otherwise known as... Flappy Penguin, Flappy Bird, Flappy Angry Bird, Flappy Bird, Fly Bunny, Flappy Bird Platinum, and okay, I don't feel like reading yeah. any more names. So the point of this story is that as soon as you see something big in the press that relates to making a game, you can make something incredibly similar in a day or, and make tons of money for Or it. in an hour, which has been performed by one Joe Shanahan, reported by Destructoid. He remade the game precisely... Uh, in an hour, using uh, according to them, things uh, just a bunch of free tools, and uh, so that he could play it or give it to people who can't play it. Well, uh, I'm under the impression that this guy uh, simply did it just to show that um, look, there's nothing special happening here. This is just it's just some random everyday game, thousands of which are made every day by students. Yeah. Well, this this seems like a good segue to talk about. Um, red bouncing ball spikes. Well, it would be if we were done talking about Flappy Bird. Are we done with Flappy We're not done with Hell Flappy Bird. Hell no. Okay. What else is there to this? Okay. There's more. I'm, I'm sure I can find more. No, but there's really more. I'm not being that facetious. Um, can, I, so, can I point out that these these two games, Flappy, Fly, whatever the fake birdie game is, and yeah, Flappy Bee, yeah. are both ahead of the NBC Olympics app, which is also free? Yeah. That's number four. 
but these copycats of a crappy game. Okay, so before I get into the other tidbits, this is what is... Okay, look, this is what I want to say. What is it saying about the dynamic here that this can happen? What is it saying about this system that we're all in, this whole app store system, that this is even possible to happen? When something something of the most... I have to go through all this. Something of the, the most pedestrian work, for no good reason skyrockets in popularity and generates uh, ostensibly insane amounts of cash. How does this happen? Um, so I don't, I don't know what the initial surge yeah. was. And what reflection <laughs> is this on just the entire system at large? No one discovered what it was. It might, I wonder if it was like someone at Apple noticed it and just sort of got hooked and then well, put it in the featured area I've or actually, something. I've read a few things about that aspect of it in terms of it seemed like it just got a mention or attention in certain channels that had a large audience. Let's just say that. But I don't think anybody really knows exactly how or why it happened. I mean, if they do, I would love to be enlightened. Mm -hmm. But people are just simply speculating at this point. I think that's all it is. What I can tell you, what, what it all, the point that it all proves is that marketing is significantly more valuable than quality. Yeah, but he also didn't do any marketing. No, he didn't. No, but the game was marketed for him. Like it, all, I only know about it because someone wrote an article about it. Right. And then someone else did, and someone else did, and someone else did, and someone right. else did. But I mean, you one would normally think about marketing as something that is a controllable force. This demonstrates that whatever forces drive things up to the top of the charts. I mean, there's just a lot more subtlety going on here than anybody knows if this is the case. Well, I mean, Apple ultimately controls all this. Someone, someone there could have been like, We're, "We want to put this game at the top of the charts. Let's make it happen." There's a lot of more. There's a lot more sinister implications here that really trouble me. The main one being that if I want to be a game developer and make a game and be a successful game developer. Now it's been proven that truly without any um, question whatsoever, that not only, like you said, is marketing way more important than the actual quality of the product, but in fact, the quality of the product can have absolutely no bearing whatsoever on its success. Whatsoever. Well, I mean, the game is simple. I'll agree with yeah, that. Yeah, but it's it's not – I don't buy for a second that it's good because it's frustrating or anything like that because we've had examples of those types of games for years and years and years now and well, none of those – What I was going to say is that it's it's not frustrating due to a lack of control. Like it it does what it does perfectly. I hear where you're going with this, but what I'm saying is I'm not I'm not even accepting that thesis that there's something about it that it's just like even like despite like I believe that you can make a simple game an uncomplicated game that's an incredibly good game complexity doesn't necessarily bring goodness but it doesn't make it's not a it's not a good game it's not it's just it's there is no rational sensible thought process that you can follow that would lead you to predict that this game would have exploded the way it did. There's nothing about the way that it works that is unique. Uh... Games that are similar in feel have been made time and time again. There's nothing special going on here. I agree. I agree. (laughs) Um, The real question is how it surged in the beginning. I think that's... That's what you're more concerned about. I, I'm more fascinated by what happened after that. The fact that it got so big and continued to, you know, rich get richer sort of situation. Everybody talks about it so it gets even bigger. Yeah. And let me tell you what happened in my real life, right? All right. I have, um, I have an adult friend, and I just mean by that not a child, an adult friend who— Not a rated X friend. Correct. Okay. Who recently had her niece come visit, right? And so we hung out with— our friends and her niece. Her niece is 18, right? So kind of a child, kind of an adult. 
Okay. I know, right. body of an adult, right. mind of a child. But yeah, you, I know. No, no, you just understand, like, we're not talking, like, five-year-old. But we're also not talking, like, someone who has a career, right? She's, she's in it. high school. And she's got her iPod out, and we were at, I don't know where we, I think we were at, like, a cabinet store or something, or maybe breakfast or whatever. Um, and she started playing Flappy Bird. I didn't, I didn't ask her about it. I didn't say anything. She just, this person who is completely outside of my realm of control and presumably lives the average life of a teenager. Right. Voluntarily, of all the games she could have had, voluntarily opened up and started playing Flappy Bird. Right. And I was like, oh, Flappy Bird, seriously? What's your best score? Right? And her best score was 16 and my best is 14. I think I've only played it four times, but. Um, that's, you know, that's supposedly really that, impressive. That really happened. Yeah. That she actually was playing it. It's not like. Beyond, it might have been bots that surged at the beginning, but now it's got real people playing it and continuing to play it, and that's what's fascinating to me. Well, the other thing this tells me, you remember Dr. Fad? No. I never heard that. There was a guy in the 80s, and his name was Dr. Fad. Okay. And I think I'm just going to be making up things based on unreliable memory here. I think he was the inventor of that sticky, tiny octopus thing. That you'd throw at the wall and it would octopus down the wall because okay. he said octopus tendrils and it was all sticky. Gotcha. And I think he made tons and tons of money off that. And I just remember, I don't know if he was on like Double Dare or whatever show. Or me, I think he might have even been on um, uh, Bill Nye or something. Anyway, so, right? There, there are things that are fads. And the funny thing is, is that we have... We have been talking and playing and enjoying video games, um, at least I have, for almost all my life with all my friends and peers, as if the thing that, that this was, right, under, under the uh, assumption that, or the belief that games are a thing that you can objectively say this is good about it, this is bad, and that hopefully good games are successful and bad games are not successful. And that's the reason why. And now, I mean, we've just been proven that it's... No, there's fads. This is a fad. And the fad feeds on itself. That's the nature of the fad. And games are fads now. And I, it pains me to say this. It pains me to admit it. And I hate it. I hate that fact. But I can't... I can only admit that games now have truly become fads and it's not, I mean, you said it already, you know, it's not, it's not what it is. It's how it's marketed. Yeah. Well, because the, what we're trying to fulfill isn't, you know, mobile games are different than I'll just say a full retail game, right? Like when I buy a game for 60 bucks or however much, it's, it's me saying, I want to spend a long amount of time to do this thing that is truly engrossing and interesting. To me. Yeah, but I don't think even the retail sector was impervious to this. I mean, I think this has been happening for quite a while. It's just that it's taken this event for it to become really noticeable. Uh, you mean by f- just fads? What I'm saying is the, the blockbuster AAA, quote-unquote AAA games are also fads, by and large. That's oh. what I'm saying. And that's why they're so popular, because they're fads. And it's it's in it's in the common. You know why do why does everybody play Call of Duty? Is it the best first person shooter ever made? Well, come on, man. I mean, it's it's got a certain amount of quality. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure it does. But now, finally, I just feel completely detached from that quality aspect of it. Yeah. Well, that that's certainly one of the whatever, reasons that whatever the quality is, be it good or bad, and we've seen this happen. We've seen. <clears throat> We've seen companies and we've seen developers and publishers push out crappy product because it's a highly recognizable brand and it and it, and it still sells well. I mean, look, I'll admit it. Yeah, I even we all know that, one of those. We all know that's a short-term gain, right? Because yeah, the sequel's not going to sell as well. Well, well, but it still sells. I mean, it's everything's got its own inherent fatty momentum. That's the thing. Yeah. And this one has the biggest one of all. All right, I'm done. Okay, good. So... Red bouncing ball spikes. We're about to go to break, so let's not let's not go into it too much. But we'll just point out this game is not free to play. It does not have those annoying little ads on the screen. Which, by the way, because of Flappy Bird, I guarantee guarantee more games are going to have uh, less in-app purchases, yeah. 
more just simple games and just ads on the screen. Like nobody has done a successful uh, in-game or iAds game in a long time. Flappy Bird, it's going to explode now. I think I want to. I think I want to make Flappy Condor. I'm sure someone is already working on it. Or it'll be out by the end of the show. Egret or Kestrel, perhaps. So I said we we're going to talk about red bouncing ball spikes. I had not heard of this. Yeah, so this is... I love this because it's even... Like, we just experienced the most extreme example, and now this is actually a more extreme example, <laughs> if you can so, believe it. So this is not a, f- a free game. This one does cost 99 cents, at least in iOS. Yeah. I assume it's also up for Android. So tell, uh, tell I don't me, know if it is or not, actually. All right, so let me start by reading the description here. On iOS, control the out-of-control red ball, jump, 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 jump over the many spikes and pass the many different obstacles over 32 different long levels over 50 hours of gameplay. Each level is completely different with different elevations and obstacles. Can you defeat the red ball or will the red ball defeat you? All right. So now that, what do you, you know, I mean, that whole paragraph just convinced me, right? Yeah, I know. So, so what do you know about this game? Well, it's number two on the iPad. App Store, or just the iPhone Store in general, on US at least. It's, the, it's number two in the paid iOS charts. There we yeah. go. And it just so happens that there's a drag and drop game making tool called Game Salad. I have not used Game Salad, but there's a template if you get Game Salad that is a kind of like a tutorial. Right, if you're learning how to make a game, and this template you can buy for ten dollars for the tutorial and the whole thing, and it's called Red Ball Template. And somebody made somebody made this template, and they're selling it. And they advertise that you can quote very easily create many levels and turn this into a full game in no time. Exclamation point. And somebody did that, apparently. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's the game. The game is a template game that has been probably made in about an hour or less. Also. Well, listen, if this guy was just learning, it probably took him more than an hour. And it's got some sort of transparency in here. So, I mean, he's doing some graphical effects. Is he? A little bit. It's got a two and two and a half stars on the reviews. Yeah, well, um, at least he's number two. Okay. Um, so now, now I ask you know you know what I ask this question now to everybody who's a game developer or in game development or even in the games industry. For those of you who got into this business to make games, first. And not primarily as the means to make the most amount of money possible. Now what would you pick? Would you want to be known for making this and get tons and tons of money? This or Flappy Bird? Or do you want to be known for making a really, really good, highly respected game that didn't make any money? Uh, Well, I'd rather be known for the good game, but I'd rather make the game that made tons of cash. Well, I didn't give you those options. So So, uh, let me show you something that's interesting here. Uh, in the iOS app store, at the bottom of each app, you have an option for developer website. Yeah. I want you to click on that and tell me what website it takes you to. All right. I'll play your little game along. We social media management company. So the supposedly developer website is wedofollowers.com, which is some, uh, social media management company that helps you get followers. Right. This is... It has nothing to do with the actual developer. 
I kind of wonder if he bought an app designing software that like left a default value. Uh, okay, you know what? Now that you've shown me this, I'm going to read something uh, off of one of the articles that I found today. And I don't understand this, so I'm just going to read it word for word. Users on the Game Salad forums theorize that the game's developer, Louis Leidenfrost, may be a pseudonym for a developer called Martin Pekan. But Pe- it says that it's made by Oscar Pinero. Maybe it's a clone. Okay. Maybe it's not the real one. Is it called Red Bouncing Ball Spikes? It is exactly called that. Okay, so now it's even it's even more mysterious. Anyway, this Pekan, P-E-K-A-N, is a controversial figure on those forums. And uh, they don't say why he's controversial, but they say that there's... Even though that developer is listed, I guess he's not listed now, there's, a, there's an aggregator called Aptiside that lists the game under uh, Mateen Pekan. So, different name. So weird. This is so weird. What is happening in this crazy app space where just nothing makes sense anymore? I don't know, man. I just, I, I'm getting just the feeling that maybe all of this is just a hall of mirrors. And this is what's happened is that the internet of, uh, of, of basically tricking systems into getting more money has folded upon itself because there's so much of that going on that nothing is legitimate anymore. And any success is just some kind of weird hack of a system that is exploiting some corner of it. What I can tell you is I would be happy to just once in my life find that exploit. And during during the recording of the show, I've already designed an iOS game in my head. And honest to God, I want to go have someone build it because I don't know how to do that. So I need to go learn. Um, okay, the world's ending tomorrow. All right. So uh, do you want to move out, outside of the iOS yeah, ecosystem? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with all that. All right. So uh, there was an article I posted to our Facebook page, I think, today. Did you hear about this uh, Warner Brothers decision about how it's going to further support the Arkham City game? I heard uh, I heard people complaining about it, but that's about it. All right, so Arkham City, the sequel to Arkham, whatever, the second Batman, big recent Batman game, Asylum. Yeah, yeah, used to be an asylum, now it's a city. You know. Exactly. Um, it uh, so about a week or so ago, maybe longer, we got news that they're just not going to develop any downloadable content for the Wii U, which, from a business point of view, totally makes sense. And now they have to refund people who bought the season pass. Since there was nothing to get with a season pass. Oh, you mean they sold a season pass that promised DLC or something? Yeah, yeah. But that's not what I'm There's actually that season up. verbiage again. Yeah, right? So uh, anyway, that that was interesting, but whatever, no big deal. Now what I read today, several places are covering this, is that Warner Brothers announced... So, Sorry, I need to back up a second. Arkham City has a bunch of bugs. Right? There's some that are showstoppers and actual, actually stop progression through the game. That's bad. Others that are just frustrating and annoying. That's I'm not, not familiar with them and I don't really care. But they're big enough that people have cited the game as being buggy and frustrating. Right? The company has, has publicly stated it will not pursue um, resolving these bugs except for the ones that uh, prevent progression through the game and instead is going to focus on future DLC. Wow. Yeah. So let's let's step backwards a year or two you, or three. You know three. what the problem with that is? The problem with that is that just because it's not a showstopper doesn't mean it's just it's not just as bad as one. Right. Um, or it's just a little bug that's annoying. The point is it, it takes away my trust in that company. Yeah, they just basically said F you to every consumer. Yeah. Publicly. Why would they do that? Why would you even so, why when I even draw attention, when I to say that? publicly, and here's the thing: this is one of those things that could easily be denied by the, you know, the business guy who speaks tomorrow in response to this, because it was like, it was some online support rep or something who who said. This. Oh, okay. So it wasn't an official spokesperson. Yeah, and you, you never know yeah. what's going to happen. But now we know what they really mean, and they're yeah. evil, bad people who don't want to. Get I'm starting to think good. it's a it's a good idea to make official announcements through unofficial people so that you can gauge reaction, and if people react strongly, you can reverse it and say that was never our our intent. Um, Other than the fact that everybody believes the unofficial source now, and nobody believes the official. Yeah, source. exactly. But if if this is what actually happens, if someone doesn't come out and straight up deny this, then I will just forever feel about Warner Brothers as I feel 
about Ubisoft. I've said time and time again that Ubisoft is their games are riddled with bugs, and I don't like to buy their games anymore because of that. Yeah, every every publisher kind of has this um, unknown threshold of what they consider to be uh, the game that they want to release. Like how many bugs and how bad bugs do you want to let the game go with? And Warner Brothers is. Uh, Really yeah. wants to be number one there. <laughs> exactly. That, in that category. Um, <clears throat> so years ago, it would be that your game didn't have bugs. Or the bugs that it had were so small or unlikely to show up that, you know, it, it wasn't a big deal. Especially because you can't really update your Nintendo cartridge or Super Nintendo cartridge very easily right? Um, to resolve these issues. Then we got internet updates through PC. Great. They got used to it. They applied it to the 360 and the PS3. And that's when we all said at the time. And we all said exactly. Now all the games are going to be, they're going to roll with bugs and we'll have to patch them later. And only the people who have internet access can patch them. Okay. So that happened. And now it's going a step further into now they have bugs and they're not even going to patch them. <laughs> and that I find to be completely despicable. And uh, anyway, it's a, it's the old chatterbox wag of the finger to um, to Warner Brothers for being total D-bags. And I, I hope that someone comes out and denies this. And I'm almost certain that after all the attention it's gotten the last day, day or two, that someone will come out and say, you know what, he, you know, there was miscommunication, blah, blah, blah. But I, I haven't seen that article yet. I really just hope that there is some actual significant material economic loss that they suffer for this because the problem is you can never measure it well it doesn't matter if you can measure it or not as long as they believe that they have upset consumers so much that consumers are not buying their games anymore yeah. that's all that that matters because but that won't happen right because well only one percent of the one percent of the one percent actually saw this article and it's just as good as it never happening most likely you're right but at the same time there's a threshold somewhere and the publishers are, are continuing to push this envelope. And eventually, that will happen, the way I'm saying it. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, well, I mean... And then, and then they're like, it's okay... It's like that cricket game that okay, was that's, so buggy that they just took off the market. Yeah, right? and then, well... That was their threshold. I'm saying it's going to happen to something that's a little more well-known than that, eventually. Well, I'd or, like to think that the, no game not. like that would ever release with such bad bugs. Not to say that this game had such horrible bugs. I don't have enough experience with it. I don't know. I don't have any experience with it. But it's bad enough that it's it's making the news that people are asking about these things and they're just like, nah, nah, we're just going to make the other thing that makes us money instead of spending spending money to fix the thing that you already bought. Yeah. Since, well, you already bought it. Is there an analog of this in any other media? Mm-hmm. Can there be a broken movie or a broken... Well, CD, there's traditional CD customer support album. where you're like, we don't care about once we're really nice to you until you buy. Right. And then we don't help you now that you're a customer, now that you already bought your thing. Yeah. That's, that's what this is. Yeah. It's like the, um, you know, the Floby or something. Floby is great. Don't talk smack about Floby. the first one I thought. Are you going to find a master of science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. Now 
now I'm incensed that you challenged me on my mention of Floby, and now I must ask you: Have you have you experienced their customer support? Uh, no, not their customer support, but the product I also have not used. I have a friend who uses it and loves it. I have had my head vacuumed before after after having my my hair cut, and it was very good. I would lo- I would love a Floby. Okay, well. Um... I bet there are a ton right. of kids listening to this who don't even know what a flow is. And that they don't deserve to. And Wiki that stuff. N- neither do we. Anyway. Okay, let's move on. I got two things. Good. We can do Dungeon Keeper or we can do Sandy Hook. <clears throat> um, I don't love either of them, but I want to stay away from Sandy Hook because that just is boring me lately. Yeah, that's fair enough. Okay. So Dungeon Keeper... Re- you know, refresh my memory. Is that the game that people are pissed off at EA about? This is pretty good. Well, it's funny because I, before the show, I mentioned something and then you said that, what you just said. Yeah. And it's, I just can't help but think about like, there's probably six or seven examples of that <laughs> at the same time. So um, the answer is yes, but without excluding, of course, uh, many other things for people to be upset about. So here's the funny thing. Um, you know, Dungeon Keeper came out on mobile. And this new version is not related to Peter Molyneux. And Peter Molyneux is regarded as uh, the guy who um, was originated the first one, the original. So it's funny because there's a quote by him about it, right? Okay. So I'm, I'm glad that at least Peter Molyneux has um, the wherewithal to say this. And he says, I felt myself turning around saying, what? This is ridiculous. I just want to make a dungeon. I don't want to schedule it on my alarm clock for six days to come back for a block to be chipped. And isn't that the same old pattern of all of these games? So um, that's, you know, that's really satisfying. That I can feel good about that. Um, well, I mean, I, I feel the need to explain what's going on here a little bit before. There's another aspect that I want to talk about, which I don't know if it's the one you want to, but go ahead. Well, I, I just think people might not understand what we're talking about. So the original dun- Dungeon Keeper. Yeah made by Peter Molyneux, yeah. people liked, and it was a game that did whatever it did. And then EA essentially bastardized it by putting in this free-to-play, you-have-to-wait-if-you-don't-want-to-pay system. Yeah. But, you know, keeping the same name, and, and supposedly it's the same game, and the defense is that you don't have to pay to get any aspects of the, of the game. You could do it without paying money, but um, basically you have to buy these gems so that you don't have to wait six hours or something. And this is another this is another wonderful example of how you can have a game that is pretty much the same as something else, but its uh, essence or playability could possibly be totally destroyed just by incorporating like one th- extra thing that the other one didn't have. Yeah, it almost sounds innocuous, like oh, there's just a delay, right? Right. Yeah, I'm but referring to the bug thing with the with Warner Brothers, right? Just because, just because it's not. Uh, something that makes the screen go blank doesn't mean that it's not something that completely destroys your enjoyment of it and effectively renders that as the former. Gotcha. All right. So here's there's, there's something really funny going on here, though. Uh, I want to I wanna preface this by a very short story. I'm all ears, man. I have a car. I used to go to the dealership to get this car maintenance because it was under warranty right yeah and when you go to this particular okay i'm just gonna say it because i'm upset at them okay um (laughs) bmw dealers are horrendous they're terrible yeah i don't think i've ever heard anything good about bmws except from you and your friends who really like bmws yeah well um before 2007 the cars were fantastic but um now the uh, anyway come on stop goading me okay (laughs) Here's here's what they did, and this incensed me and continues to incense me, even though I have no relation to the dealerships whatsoever. There's this little rating game that happens, okay? Now, corporate office says, look, we want to make sure that our uh, dealerships and their 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 uh, you know their their tech their tech work and their repair and their maintenance work is up to a certain standard of quality. And we want to have metrics in order for us to keep track of this and see how they're doing. We want visibility into this. Yeah. So corporate says, okay, we're going to have a five-star rating system or a one-to-five rating system, right? 
And according to the ratings that you get by your customers determines X, Y, and Z. And of course, when there ever is any mechanical system, there will be people who wish to exploit it and get the best result regardless, well, to get the best result with the minimum amount of effort. So what started happening is the dealerships started saying like, look, guys, if there's any reason why you're not going to give us all fives, talk to us first. And then they say things like, which I don't even know if it's true or not. Um, if you give our service advisor a four, right, which is equivalent to 80 percent. Then it's just like getting a one and they'll get fired you don't get enough of them or they won't make their money or they won't make their commission or, or if they do something, they appeal to you in a different way, which is, you know, Oh, you know, help us. If you liked what we had, what service help us give us all five stars. If there's a reason why you don't give us five stars, then, um, you know, you talk to us first. And anyway, it's their way, right. Of heading off at the pass, anything that's not a result of five stars. Yeah. And that's actually good. I think. It's, it's not good because what happens all the time, at least every time I've experienced this kind of systematic thing, is that they push the manipulation so far as to – it just becomes completely retarded. Because look, What they did to me was actually um, they just give me bad service and then I have to negotiate with them to, to do something. And then actually finally what they stopped doing is they stopped giving me uh, – the means to actually fill out those things because they knew when they know that you're going to give them a bad rating, then they don't follow the rules they're supposed to. Interesting. Anyway. So why am I telling you all this? What does this have to do with dungeon keeper? Well, the new dungeon keeper game, there's a screen in the game where it's like, Hey, if you like our game, give us five stars. If you give us five stars, now here's the appeal. This will help us give you updates, right? This will help us continue to support the game if you give us five stars. But it goes a little farther than that because, of course, they're going to drive this to the edge as much as they can. So there's two buttons. And one of them is, yeah, I'll give you five stars. And the other one is, I'm going to give you four stars or less. And what happens is when you click on that button, that heads you off at the pass and says you have to give EA an email before they let you rate it. So that they know what you don't like. And on the face of it, look, I mean, I guess it's not really that manipulative and it's not... No, it's completely manipulative. What are you talking about? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean ill-intentioned. But the problem is, is that this is in comparison to an interface where you're completely at will free to say whatever you want without any kind of coaxing or suggestion or direction or implication, or anything like that. And that's where this stuff gets ugly. I'm trying to see how I would actually rate stuff in an iOS store right now anyway. I know you can rate it from in-game. Yeah, well, here's what their spokesperson says, and this muddles the waters a little bit. They said, we wanted to make it easier for more players to send us feedback directly from the game if they weren't having the best experience, an EA spokesperson said. Obviously, because I just said that. Players can always continue to leave any rating they want on the Google Play Store. So I guess this one, they're talking about the Android version. Yeah. But here's the thing is that once you make this appeal, like, right, they're, they're, they're making a connection here. They're putting a condition. They're saying, right, well, you can give us any rating you want. But you know what? If you don't give us five stars, you might not get those updates. <laughs> and that's, that's wrong. That's just straight up wrong because what happens is you're going to have people who give five stars because they want something in reciprocation, not because they're actually giving you what they think about the game. And that makes the whole system disingenuous. Well, more importantly, we all know that if you ask 100 people to do something, like people will not do things when given some sort of hurdle to do them. So requiring the email or whatever right. in, immediately limits anything that's not a five. Of course, yes. More so than the ones with the five, which, I mean, that was your initial point. I'm, but that's crazy manipulative. Yeah. You know what? That's a great angle. It, it stacks and it does the it, deck towards the fives and away from everything else. It, it does that too. And it's just, I'm, I'm just getting sick and tired of all this disingenuousness. Like, don't, don't pee on my shoes and tell me it's raining, just like Judge Judy says. <laughs> I, I hadn't heard that one before. That's my favorite Judge Judy quote. 
Okay, well, and it's my favorite because there's more than one I like. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I guess Dungeon Keeper is making people upset in many ways then. Not so much a surprise. And this is why people, uh, when EA during that, that uh, is a consumerist that says like, you know, worst... Worst you know company on the globe. I thought all of that was even inherently disingenuous, but now I'm much less inclined to think that way. What, you mean where, when people say that they're the worst company in the world? Yeah, because Bank of America, pick any cable provider, come on. Yeah, well, their argument is we're not BP, we're not JP Morgan, we don't destroy the economy oh, yeah. and we don't put oil into the yeah, water. Yeah, it's that oil thing, too. And I was like, you know, uh, I hear you, but I read an article specifically about this recently, about how, like, yeah, they might not be as bad there, but they've done something so egregious as to as to just piss people off who are they're making video games for people and they made they made those group of people decide that they were they felt strongly enough about this company in a bad way that they would rate them the worst company in the world. Yeah, well, they must be doing something tremendously wrong. You know what? I kind of feel like that whole like consumerist like trend with their contest and stuff is a fad. Actually, yeah, well, I mean, it's clearly sensationalist. But this is this is just messed up. I mean, you just you don't do that to people. You don't do that to people. So, in we have like one minute as as the credits start rolling here, or the outro music. Um, I also posted to Facebook this week about my trouble trying to play a game on PlayStation Plus. So I downloaded all four point three gigs of it, and you know, probably over multiple you know power cycles of the machine. Uh, I turn it on to finally play it, like this survival horror game that's free on PlayStation Plus called Outlast. Yeah. And it's got a little lock next to it. It says, nope, only you can, this can only, this application can only be run by someone with a license for it. I'm like, I'm the only user on the machine and you let me download it. So I have the license for it. I couldn't figure out how to make it work. It's a great bug. I deleted it because there was no like options restore license thing. Of course not. So I re-downloaded the entire thing, still broken. Yeah. Call up support. Oh, just go to the settings you know, screen of, of the machine, right? The the OS. And okay. there's a restore licenses. And that worked. But I downloaded the whole game twice just because silly interface and whatever. Anyway, I was pissed off about that. Well, clearly they need to put more menus in that system. Talk to you next week, guys. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.